Welcome to the Carlos Ortega Show. I'm Carlos Ortega. Full disclosure, I do this show on a Saturday. On a Saturday, I get all the things and information I need to do the show. And then after that, I post it. From Sunday on into Wednesday when my podcast comes on, I don't control anything that happens during the week. I could talk about it the next week when my show comes on. But other than that, I don't control what happens during that time. So that's why it happened and saddened me because I learned of the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant and seven others. Gianna Bryant, her daughter, was on that helicopter in Calabasas, California. And like anybody else, that's how I learned about it. Take you back a little bit. I was at the movies. I was watching The Gentleman. Very good movie. Matthew McConaughey. It was good. It was that day. My sister texted me saying that Kobe Bryant had died. Okay, I'll look up my phone, see if what she says it's true. Because, you know, death hoax happen regularly on the internet. I checked, it was fine. Then, like, three to five minutes later, I get texts, I get phone calls. Then I got a news flash, and that's when I learned that he had passed away. Along with his daughter and seven other people. But you never know. You really never know. Because... You see it every day on the internet, not every day, but once in a while, people passing away. They put that Sylvester Stallone passed away on the same day the Reverend Billy Graham passed away. Well, Sylvester Stallone posted on Instagram, he's alive and well, and the Reverend Billy Graham was on the news because he had passed away. So those hoaxes happen all the time. I took it as my sister saw something on the internet because she's always on her telephone texting, posting, and all that other nonsense. But when I heard my phone blow up in the movie theater, that's when I took it seriously. The news flash made it absolute. That's how you find out that the tragic, let me rephrase that, the tragedy that had taken place. Helicopter flew over Calabasas, California. They were underway to an AAU basketball game, the Mamba Academy basketball game. Kobe Bryant's daughter, Gianna, played basketball, and she was getting pretty good at it. So with that, you have the whole, how would I say, (sighs) you know death is hard to put into. Can't put death in your own words. You really can't. It's hard. It's hard to put somebody passing away in in words. You can't. You have to process it. A lot of people to this day haven't processed it. And it's hard. It's hard for a lot of people to process that he had passed away. And they still are. If you saw yesterday, the uh, ceremony for his celebration, what I call it. And that's what it was. A celebration to many of those people who celebrated in Los Angeles and all across the world, people, athletes of all sports were celebrating his life. Alexander Ovechkin wore a 24 jersey. Neymar scored a goal and had the two and the fours. He was global. This is similar to JFK passing away, being assassinated by whoever. Everybody has their opinion and theories on that, but that is what it's like. Because you, have, you can't understand it. You can't. How could a person 
like Kobe Bryant pass on. 41 years old, just getting into retirement, being with his family, being with his kids, being a father, as Ed O.G. and the Bulldog put it, being a father to his child, his children, all girls. He says it's awesome. I'll take his word for it. But that's what he was doing. He also won an Academy Award in 2018 for Best Animated Short. You ask yourself, how do you go from retiring from the NBA to winning an Academy Award? It's simple. There's other things to do besides playing basketball and still being involved in basketball. He didn't want to be involved in basketball. He wanted to do other things and prove that athletes can do other things. And he had. He won an Oscar. And advocates, rape advocates, I'll just put it like that, say, just paraphrasing, we don't like it that Kobe Bryant's on there winning an Oscar. So what? Charges were dropped. A lawsuit was settled. Move on. Prosecution didn't move on because there's not enough evidence to go forward with a trial. That was it. Almost was divorced. They reconciled until a day he passed away. They loved each other. Kobe and Vanessa Bryant produced four daughters. Four daughters. He says four daughters is the greatest thing in the world. Again, paraphrasing, but that's what he says. I don't have children, so I wouldn't know. But I know this. In the midst of all this, he was being a father. You see a lot of hashtags out there. Hashtag girl dad, because there are a lot of fathers out there who have daughters. Hashtag girl dad is the trending thing on the internet, social media. Why? Because of Kobe Bryant. He is the reason why. Seeing that having a daughter, having a child, period, really makes someone, especially a man, just uh, be more of a man. Doesn't matter what the cost is. Doesn't matter. You know, you always put cost to everything. Just that moment of being a father, especially to a daughter, is just terrific. Now, if more men treat their daughters the way Kobe Bryant did, we would have a great world here. The helicopter that Kobe Bryant flew on and the nine and the and the rest of the passengers, I beg your pardon, was the Sikorsky S-76. It's used for business mainly. It's not a wartime helicopter. It's not a Black Hawk. It's used for business, travel, and short distances. It costs $13 million to make. Sikorsky and the other people sent out their condolences. And more importantly, they said that there were no issues with that helicopter. So anybody want to have an issue with the Sikorsky S-76? There were none. Mainly in Calabasas, California, there was a major fog issue in that area. We're making it fly an airplane or helicopter difficult. Not even the local sheriff's helicopters were flying their helicopters in that foggy condition. Don't blame it on the helicopter. You can find blame in a whole lot of places, but that helicopter, no. No blame at all. Great to be here and to be together again. Yeah, it's great. I'm also here to uh, pick up my monthly check under the Jedi pension plan, so... Apparently, uh, they never end. BB-8 wants to know why he's the only one not in a tuxedo. It's delicate. No designer would dress him. I think it's robot discrimination. No, it's a thing. Is it? Okay. This next award is for the films that follow the rule, brevity is the soul of wit. Here are the nominees for best animated short film. 
Dear Basketball, Glenn Keane and Kobe Bryant. Garden Party, Victor Kerr and Gabriel Craperon. Lou, Dave Mullins and Dana Murray. Negative Space, Max Porter and Rue Guajata. Revolting Rhymes, Jacob Shu and Jan Lachauer. Oscar goes to, don't say La La Land, don't say La La Land. Dear Basketball, Glenn Key and Kobe! Jenny Rim, Max Keen, our entire crew for your incredible talents, my wife, Linda, for your years of love and support, and to Kobe for writing Dear Basketball. Uh, it's a message for all of us. Whatever form your dream may take, uh, it's through passion and perseverance that the impossible it is possible. Well, I don't know if it's possible. I mean, as basketball players, we're really supposed to shut up and dribble, but I'm glad, I'm glad we do a little bit more than that. Um, thank you, Academy, for this amazing honor. Thank you, John Williams, for such a wonderful piece of music. Thank you, uh, Verizon, for believing in the film. Thank you, Molly Carter. Without you, we wouldn't be here. And to my wife, Vanessa, our daughters, Natalia, Gianna, and Bianca, te amo con tutto il mio cuore. You are my inspiration. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. That was Kobe Bryant accepting his Oscar, as I mentioned, for Best Animated Short, which goes to my point that, you know, athletes, men, women, anybody could retire and move on with their lives. They can do movies. They can produce movies. They can do whatever they want. They don't have to sit back and get a bloated belly like me and just sit back, lounge, and look at the sky and say, hey, I've accomplished it all. He didn't. He wanted to accomplish more. That is the thing. You want to do more. You don't have to want to do more. You have to do more. You can do more by setting out a goal, setting out a goal and living up to that goal. And just remember that it didn't take much for him to say, I'm going to write this. I'm going to write this. I don't want to send a message. I want to send a message that you, meaning me and you, even though I retired at an early age, I can do more with my life. Even though it's an Oscar, I can do more with my life after playing. And that's it. The shut up and dribble part, that was for Laura Ingram. Nice pot shot. But it just tells you, you can do that. You can accomplish more in life. They don't have to sit around and say, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm retired. I'm going to kick back and just love life again. He wasn't done. He wanted to do what he wanted to do. Whether it's write movies, produce movies, heck, even get a movie that's 
with a big-time budget with it. Get a big-time director to direct. He wanted to do more. He wanted to do a lot more. He was helping his daughter Gianna be a basketball player, teaching her how to play the game. That right there only tells you he wanted to do more. His oldest daughter was an accomplished volleyball player. Their two youngest, they're coming up. He wanted to do more with his life besides sit around and collect an NBA pension. Wouldn't that be nice? Sit around and collect an NBA pension? I know some people who are collecting pensions in general, and they think it's the greatest thing in the world just to collect a pension. Well, that's fine, but you got to know afterwards, what are you going to do with your life? He sent a strong message by winning that Oscar. He sent the message of, there's more to do in life. More. Not just sitting around, taking a year off, going to wherever, travel the world. He didn't do that. He wanted he wanted to make more of his accomplishments and more afterwards. So it's not a surprise that he would do something like this. You saw the Jimmy Kimmel show afterwards, the day after the Oscars. He carried around the, um, the Oscar with him, you know, showing his accomplishments. That was awesome because it showed that he is not just an athlete. He is a person with a lot of talents. And it showed. I think it's, uh, it was just the beginning for him. It's only the beginning of him until tragedy struck in. And, how, and however you want to put it, you could see he wanted to do more. He wanted to do more with this. He wanted more. Could it be another message he's sending? I don't know. But he wanted to do more. Ultimately... And tragically, it ended way too short. Way too short. Now, with all those pleasantries about Kobe Bryant and uh, and his life and his tragic death, here comes now the upsetting part. And you've seen it all over. You've seen a lot of stuff. You've seen what TMZ, especially TMZ, wrote or posted on the internet. They were the first to post that Kobe Bryant was on the helicopter the morning of the cat crash. Not knowing that all and everything, who were the bodies were, who was on that helicopter, not knowing anything. They went ahead and posted that Kobe Bryant was on an airplane. Not an airplane helicopter. How did they know? Seriously, how did they know? Who gave them all that information on a helicopter crash and one particular person? How? I didn't know because I was at the movies. How did they know who was on that helicopter? Who gave them all that information? How, not how, how much money did they have to fork out to get this information? Those are legitimate questions asked, TMZ. And how, uh, you know they say I could cuss on podcasts. I could really, but I'm not. Not the time to cuss. It really is not the time to cuss. People have died on that day, and it's not the time to cuss. It really isn't. I'll cuss next week, but not now. But I will say this. TMZ should be canceled. What they did, not cussing, was BS. No family should ever go through hearing or seeing evidence of who was on anything. Plane, bus, car, helicopter, train, if I mention it already. You call yourself a news organization. No, you're not. You're just glorified Inquirer and Star Magazine. You talk about celebrities, 
You talk about their lives. You talk about who they're dating, who they're pregnant by, who they're having sexual encounters with. You're a glorified star in a National Enquirer. That's what you are. You should be ashamed of yourselves for doing that. Harvey Levin spoke, spoke to Kobe Bryant spokespeople about it two hours before they were going to publish it. You're full of shit. I don't care if you did or not. You're full of shit. And I said I wasn't going to cuss. Sorry. But that's utter nonsense. You talked to them. The crash was at 9.47, your time. Not my time, because at around an hour later, I was getting a phone blow-up situation. You're full of it. Every person in the world wants TMZ taken off the air. You have a right to say that, and so do I. I don't even watch TMZ. Like I said, you're a glorified star in the National Enquirer magazine. You're just like the star in the National Enquirer at the airport to read and then throw it in the garbage can. That's what they should do to your show. Because as much as people need privacy, and you know this as a lawyer, Harvey Levin, you should respect the people and respect their privacy. And you didn't. You did it to get likes, dislikes, OMGs, STFs, all of that. Because you want to break the news first. Whatever happened to the Bryant's fam whatever happened to the Bryant family's privacy? You ever consider that? You never considered that. You didn't consider that at all. You considered headlines before anything else. How could you call yourself a news journalist magazine or television show? You can't. Maybe if people stop watching, they won't watch you anymore. But you should be pulled off the air. If this was any news organization, the person who reported it would have been fired. As a matter of fact, ABC suspended a reporter over the inaccurate report on Kobe Bryant. Because you know why? You got to get your facts straight. That's why. Now, I'm not saying you didn't get your facts straight with this. I'm saying you exposed the name before the, the authorities did it for you. They're supposed to do that. And as a lawyer, Harvey Levin, you know that police have to make sure and get that body, you know, all the tests, DNA, teeth, all that stuff. And they have to pronounce a death. They have to tell the family, yes, this person did perish. That's their job. You wanted to do their job for them. And you should know better than that as a lawyer. You didn't. You wanted the headline. There's a lot of shameful things about TV these days, but that's shameful. There's a petition caused for the cancellation of TMZ after the leak of Bryant's death. Why would they leak that? Why would they leak it? To make headlines. They get likes. They get comments. They don't do that to say, oh, First Amendment. No, privacy. Not privacy. A right to know. To legally know. They had the legal right to know. Is that Kobe and Gianna Bryant and the seven others on that helicopter? You took that away from them. Even though after all of this has been uh, been exposed now, you took that away from them. And it's very shameful that TMZ is still on the air. I don't think they posted an apology. I don't think they did. Levin claims Kobe's people gave TMZ approval to publish the crash story. Now, I TMZ scolded by police for breaking news 
on the death before Kobe Bryant's family. I'm just paraphrasing what was said because that's the point right there. The authorities are supposed to tell the families upon a death, not some news organization, or you could call yourself that. That's their responsibility, not yours. You shouldn't call Kobe Bryant people to tell to break the story. You should have called the police. Hey, this is TMZ. We got word that Kobe Bryant was on that helicopter. And if they say we would rather not comment and please don't post that story, you don't post it. You don't post it at all. You know, inevitably, it's going to get out there anyway. But don't make their lives as difficult as it is. You don't. Now, either Harvey Levin comes out with the truth or the truth will come out inevitably. And it will. Kobe Bryant's reps are going to say, we had talks with TMC. I'm just hypothetically here. We told Harvey Levin, we don't know. We don't know if he's on the helicopter. We don't know. So please, please don't post anything. Harvey Levin probably responded back by saying, okay, post it anyway. Let me ask this question. On that hypothetical, you post it anyway. Why would you risk a lawsuit? Why? Why would you risk not only your reputation, but the Bryant family? They need to know officially if Kobe and Gianna Bryant and the seven others were on that helicopter. That was not your business to do that. And if people have petitions to have your TV show pulled off the air, you know, fine. It's called You Got What You Deserve. But you were wrong in this. You were wrong. You were wrong because you put his name out there and you didn't notify not only the authorities, number one, but his family, because the authorities have to tell the families. Last I checked, you're not the authorities, and you have to pay the price for that. I've been bringing up paying the price about a lot of things lately, but in this instance, you must pay the price. And if it takes pulling your show off the air, so be it. So now what should we do in a time like this? We celebrate a man's life. We celebrate a man's legacy. We celebrate the things that we do every day. But then we have this. So what do we do? We move on. Yeah, we move on. He's passed away. His daughter's passed away. And we move on. We move on to the other part of it, which is his funeral. That in itself will be an emotional thing. Because you have a player, retired player, entrepreneur, philanthropist, husband, wife, father. And we move on. We just move on until we get to that funeral. Then it's going to come back with the emotional side. A lot of emotion will be bought out in that funeral. It's not going to be hard. It's going to be very hard. If you're a Kobe Bryant fan or not, that's hard. It was hard to talk about death, no matter what the circumstances is. But you have to talk about it. We're not cats. We don't live nine lives. We only live one. And it was hard to talk about this today. I let out a lot of emotion today, a bit, and somewhat justified. And for me, it sort of ring true in a lot of sense. So how? How? How do we get through this? We get through it by moving on. We move on. We go to work. We take a shower, we eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, do it all over again. We move on. We do. We do it every day. And then things come seamless. 
pretty easy getting over the passing of someone. We just move on. We move on. We move on. And we move on to whatever, what place takes us. Because this part of it, it's now gone. It's been a, nearly a week. As of this broadcast, it's going to be over a week. And then the funeral comes. Then the emotions start coming back in. But you know, we move on. We move on to a lot of things. We have a, a future to look towards. Some of us do. Some of us don't. Because I look forward to my test that I took this past week. Which, I don't know if it was a test or not. But I look towards that. I look forward to going back to my job. I look forward to coming back here to do this. There's lots of things to look forward to. And when the next phase happens, then we start to move forward again. The president being impeached, that's nothing. We know we have to move on from that. State of the Union, eh. How could there be a State of the Union when the State of our Union is being impeached as we speak? So we move on from that. What needs to be done move on we move on not the website moveon.org but as far as ourselves physically mentally emotionally because we always do we move forward this will be a day in the life that we'll never forget just like 9-11 just like Sandy Hook just like JFK just like the bombing of Pearl Harbor if you Remember the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Civil rights workers in Mississippi being killed. Jim Crow, Brown versus the Board of Education. We all find a way to move on from those things. And we persevered. And in Kobe Bryant's passing, we will do the same thing. We always do. And if we don't, some people I think will have a problem. Because I don't think they know how to move on. That's the hard part. Some don't know. I have rules in my life. Everybody should have life rules. Rule number one, family first. Rule number two, God second. Rule number three, don't bring home to your work. Rule number four, don't bring work to your home. Rule number five, sort of fits this. If someone wants nothing to do with you, move on. Rule six, don't judge a book, i.e. a person, by its cover because there's many chapters that have not been written yet. I have more rules coming up later. Rule five is very important to me because it's sort of simply like this that I'm talking about. And that's why we need to do is move on because I don't know any other way. There's no any other way to do this is move on. Family first, God second. You may want to switch those around if you you want to, but that's how I see it. You want something that's uh, pretty similar to that or different than that, be my guest. But I like these rules that I have so far that have done me well. I don't know how. But it has. It's done me very good. I haven't complained yet. And more importantly, 
I don't know how people would complain about a rule like that anyway. You know, sort of the thing that, you know, that you need. You need rules. I have six so far. I'll get to seven, eight, nine, and ten. But as far as Kobe Bryant is concerned, all we gotta do is move on. That's going to do it for my show. I will see you next week on the Carlos Ortega Show. I've been trying to get guests. I'll try to get one. I might surprise you to get one. Rest in peace to Kobe and Gianna Bryant. See you later. Enjoy. Thank you.